It's a it's a thing that comes on all of them. It's a level. So it's a porn star. No, it's a level, and it's a it's a, a compass because oh. you know there's gonna be a time in your life when you have a cell phone. But you don't have service. Right. So you'll need the compass. Right, but you need the compass for that thing. Because if you're in your, if you're in a survival situation right. with a cell phone, there's one thing you're gonna know how to find your way somewhere with a compass. Exactly. <laughs> you got the map loaded up on your Google Maps. <laughs> yep. And the compass so you know how to orient yourself. Yep. It's all you know, it's all basic survival skills. Orienteer yourself. So, yes, yeah, orienteering. Mhm. Uh, I love orienteering. It's did, really fun. I did a little uh, orienteering in high school. Yeah. As part of the FFA Wenatchee High School Forestry Team. Okay. I buy that. I did some as a as a summer camp counselor mm-hmm. because we had to teach it to the children. <laughs> and <laughs> to teach the children. Yeah, I had to teach it to the children, man. That's the whole point of summer camp. Like, I thought, or what, the whole point was the progression of skills. Right. You know what I mean? Like, so they come in there, and they can't do shit. But then by the time they're done coming to camp, you know, if they go to all the level, like, all the years of camp that are offered, which is, like, third grade through twelfth grade... Yeah. By the time you finish out, you're like a proficient canoeer, and you know a ton yeah. about wildlife, like your flora and fauna, and you know about like uh, how to make various kinds of fires and which kind is most effective for what you need to do with it and what wind conditions, right? And all that kind of shit that is just helpful to learning the outdoors. The first year you're there, you learn to find the bathroom. Right, with the it's like the the, the little then, kids. They're like their task is to find like the stick they're gonna make s'mores with. Right, you know what I mean. <laughs> and like by the time you're done, if you're a counselor, you learn to find the clitoris. Yeah, well, especially Just, if you have the same exact experiences <laughs> that I do. <laughs> where if anyone's listened to this a few times, right? You'll know exactly story. what we're talking about, <laughs> which is where I had an experience at summer camp where a girl was like. You seem all right. I'm going to teach you how to eat box. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. That sounds like a fun summer. <laughs> and it was. It was a great summer. But yeah, that, I mean, that's the whole progression of skills. Yeah. You go from finding your, your s'more stick to the clitoris. <laughs> finding the, the pleasure stick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, that's all I had about that. That's it. That's you know I don't want to, I don't want to bore the people at home. <laughs> the same story for the seventh time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, especially now that there's so many of them listening to it. <laughs> uh, which, I I I want to. I guess I would thank Avant. Kinda yeah. Because there a was a there was a weird yeah. spike in our listenership. Yeah. This week. He was, what? he was telling me last night that he falls asleep. Right, which is voices. really creepy. <laughs> and on so many levels, like, why our voices? <laughs> and uh, what are you getting from that, bro? Having weird dreams, <laughs> apparently. It makes me 
want to just start making books on tape of like children's books. Mm-hmm. If I if my voice is voice is so soothing that it puts people to sleep. Right. But you have to keep corner the market. You that. gotta like uh, drink whiskey the whole time you're reading children's <laughs> books too, though. Yeah. It'll be the jingling of ice. In the glass yeah, that's kind of what it is, though. It's like, uh, <laughs> like you know, like you've got the the ambient noise, which is us talking, right? Right. And then you got this, which is like the water breaking against the shore right. on the back of the ambient noise. Like go. we're like the bugs and all the the noise from the wildlife. Yeah, just like the. Hoo-hoo. Yeah, right. And then this, Ooh. this is like yeah. the waves just gently going. I could never get to sleep with one of those noise-generating machines. Like, it never, yeah. ever once put me at ease. <laughs> because immediately what my brain does is tries to listen and memorize the whole track until I hear the uh. repeat. <laughs> and then you're just waiting for it? Yeah, and then I'm like, sleeping. okay, well, we're in this part of the thing, so... Three, two, and Barnell. <laughs> woo I fell asleep watching a YouTube video probably a couple probably a couple weeks ago, and it was on like it was just my YouTube was just set to just keep playing the next video whatever sure. it was recommended. So I woke up in the middle of the night to just a video that was playing that just had a picture. I forget what the picture was, but the sound was just It was just one tone, and the video was nine hours long, and it was supposed to be like. Uh, supposed to be like the, the tone to induce like lucid dreaming. Oh, and somehow like gone all the way. I wonder what you dreamt about. I think I just dreamt that there was a weird noise in the room. Right? You were like, well, I know I'm dreaming, but I'm really more concerned about this noise I'm hearing and what that means for the outside. I can't. It's a good thing that my sleepwalking didn't like kick in again, because I would have like torn the house apart looking for what was making the noise. (laughs) (laughs) I've always been real, real blessed to not have to deal with that one. You know, uh, I think that's a fear for every giant person. (laughs) Is that you would be a sleepwalker because you're not supposed to disturb them, you know? Right. Or else things go (laughs) pear-shaped. You'll get killed. Right, and yeah. that's the thing. I'm, like, I'm a giant dude, man. If I was a sleepwalker and you were to disturb me, I would like... I mean, I'm just saying that's a lot of dude to go haywire. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, I, you know me already. You know I have a hard enough time keeping it in the lines as it is. <laughs> you know, I don't need to be yeah. woken up from the middle of a dream where I think I'm sailing across... The Indian Ocean. <laughs> but what I'm really doing is throwing the couch cushions across the floor. <laughs> oh boy, that is just rough stuff. Yeah. I mean, and you know what it is? It's, is it's, it's rough stuff comparatively. Right. Like, in the Northwest, there's just certain things that we get all, you know, all panties all ruffled out about. Right. And, uh, cannabis, beer, and increasingly whiskey. Yeah, we do have a lot of distilleries now. I'm just going to take a pull. Oh, yeah, let's get a raw one of this. Let's see how it is. What does VO stand for? Very offensive? That's too mean. I'm being mean. 
I'm, I'm just, that was just to be hurtful. But it does say Canada's finest. I believe that this is Canada's um, finest. It's actually not that bad straight. It's Canadian, Canadian whiskey, a blend. <laughs> I, which, I don't know, Seagram's VO Canadian. It's a blend of Canadian and Canadian whiskey. Two different Canadian whiskeys blended together. This is a blend of some Canadians <laughs> and some whiskey. It's like whiskey from Alberta. It smells, it's got like a big, uh, like a real caramel note right on the top. Yeah, yeah. Like it smells like when I drink this, it's going to taste like maple syrup. But I feel like when it hits my lips, it's not going to taste gonna, like maple syrup. It's going to taste like log cabin syrup, mm. which is close, but not. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, this is what VO stands for. It stands for over 140 years of integrity, tradition, and craftsmanship. Wow. <laughs> do you taste that? I do. <laughs> what that was about, though, was like, uh, you ever make the mistake of eating way too soon before you go to bed? Uh, never. Yeah. Right? All the time. Okay. You ever sometimes, as a result of that, like, and I don't mean like you ate like an hour if before mean, bed. If you mean way too soon, you're talking about like falling asleep. Eating. Or like, <laughs> yeah. or like having a pizza pizza, having a piece of pizza on your way to the bedroom. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, well, there's one last piece. You so wake up. I'm not gonna. You wake uh, up with the leftovers in your mouth. Right. Like. Yeah. I had a piece of pizza on my way to bed from my kitchen, which is, at best, Six feet. eight feet. <laughs> right? And, uh, I, uh, got the worst acid reflux from oh, it. Oh, yeah. And it kicked in at about seven in the morning. I just started, like, <laughs> right, that yeah. painful, like, creep up. Yeah. And I was doing okay I was getting a little better and then when I was like a college buddy of mine was in town and he was like I'll treat for breakfast if you find a cool place to go so I took him to Yard's Brunchin nice. which I love and I yeah. got the chorizo tacos which bless their hearts they didn't use chorizo sausage in oh no it was still delicious yeah but what I decided I would do is they have this uh, like a red pepper kind of cayenne like hot sauce there that's like Frank's but has like a better consistency to it. Right. And I went a little too ham <laughs> with it on my tacos. So on top of acid so, reflux, I was like, cool, let me also take that and just, I'll just back that up with a bunch of really spicy vinegar based sauce. Mmm, <laughs> that'll calm down. Yeah. That'll calm it all down, dude. So like it's kinda like Putting out, the, putting out the fire with more fire. Right. <laughs> it's like I was trying to create a perimeter of fire to contain the fire. Right. But, fire line. But it didn't work, dude. It went the opposite way. And I was, I'd just been dying all day. I got, we went, took our buddy down to the farm so he could see it, you know, because he knows us all. And yeah. they had an antacid there and I, that was really helping. 
But now we're getting to be through the effective time frame of just the one antacid tablet. You know what right. I mean? So, like, that shot of whiskey, it's not that it was terrible tasting. Honestly, it was better than I thought it would be. Like, in your mouth, it was good. But I couldn't <laughs> swallow it because my throat was like, no, esophagus. you got rabies, bro. Your esophagus was just like, yeah, my esophagus. I had it with this. Right. It was, you know what? <laughs> It's been acid all day, and now it's going to be rock cut whiskey. And I was like, dude, it's not even that rock cut. <laughs> and my, my esophagus was like, I don't care. But eventually, you know, we came to an agreement. Yeah. And it, boy, it really, like, it really smells like fucking maple dude. Like, or you know what that smells like? That smells like that would be a good bourbon, or not bourbon, a good whiskey to use in, like, a whiskey sauce. Right, it's, it's a cooking whiskey. It's yes. Not a, it's not a sipping whiskey. Well, it's not the worst. It's like a but, Marsala. Right, in that there's yeah. such a thing as good Marsala wine, mm-hmm. just as there's such a thing as good blended Canadian whiskey. Right. This might not be <laughs> this isn't the best. The 100%, like the platonic ideal <laughs> for Canadian blended whiskey, but it's pretty, you know, ça va. Yeah. I mean, it does the trick. It was on a budget today, so... Oh! It works. Balling on a budget. <laughs> you know what? Frankly, I understand. <laughs> I've been on a budget here for a little bit. I, uh... You know, I, I just decided I wasn't going to pay my health care bill for a little bit. Right. And then when I did, they were like, we want a lot of money. We're going to need all. And we need it all at once. Yeah. And I was like, well, that's a bummer. <laughs> <laughs> Can you guys give me, give me two weeks to work <laughs> that out? And they were like, okay, but it better be there. It's and like, I was like, okay. Okay, okay but right. don't get sick. <laughs> right. <laughs> Dude, exactly. <laughs> and then, then I paid it, and they were like, paid it so it'd be active for May and then all May I wasn't able to use it because they, they, their system wouldn't update oh, no. <laughs> and I was like guys what? I just want to buy my medicine guys and they're like well here's the thing bro just go pay full price for the medicine and then, and then submit a claim <laughs> and we'll reimburse you back and I was like yeah but but I don't have full price for the medicine. <laughs> they just gave you all my money. Right. So, um, and then, like, the company that does my blood monitoring, they're like, yeah, your insurance is still canceled, dude. And you owe us $800. <laughs> and I just, like, all this shit where I was like, none of that is right, guys. First of all, none of that is right. And second of all, good luck getting $800 from me. <laughs> I want to know how you do it because if anyone needs it more than you, it's me. Right. Like if anyone needs eight hundred dollars from me, it's me. I got tons of shit I could do with it. I got tons of shit I could do with it. I got pirate party coming up. Man, taking eight hundred dollars to pirate party. Ooh, I bet you could have a real good time. You're unstoppable. Mm-hmm. Be a GD force to be reckoned with. It's gonna be a really fun party. Yeah. I'm pretty excited. I, uh, I was dreading this moment. What? Because I don't think I can go. I, that's fine. I got some friends getting married. So I gotta go. Alright, don't go. To that. That's <laughs> fine. Aaron Weir's gonna be there. 
Nice. <laughs> he's like, save Brandy and I a spot. And I Who's said, Brandy, that girl he's been hanging out with. Yeah, you know, Brandy Rohrenbach. Oh, Brandy Rohrenbach. Yeah, he's like, save Brandy and I a spot. And I was like, all right, show up. <laughs> yeah. Like, all right, give me $800. <laughs> right. <laughs> I should have said that. No, but so far, Aaron's the only one who's on board. Everyone else talks a big game. Right. And this is the part about it I don't even understand. It's like, I guess my brain's just wired different. Because to me, when someone gives me six months heads up, on a giant pirate themed party at a hot spring right. I go well that's enough time to work out how to get there right and if they were to further incentivize it by saying also you'll get to tell jokes on and a stage you're still a month out that's oh, plenty dude. of time to figure it out it's still plenty but they're not going to do it <laughs> no one's going to do it the tickets just went up to their regular like their last price point so they'll probably be like 150 bucks for the yeah. weekend and 30 for the car still. But you, it's like... You should offer to get people their tickets, but then charge them like... $400. <laughs> yeah. I have that medical bill paid in no time. You guys, here's the thing. I'm charging you for what I think this party's worth. <laughs> and I'm really jacked on this charging party. You, charging you based on value, not on... Right. Not on money. Right, like, let's talk about how much it would cost to see each of these guys individually. <laughs> Even at $5 an artist, you're going to owe me like 200 bucks. <laughs> no, I'm excited. I think it'll be a fun time. Uh, frankly, if, if there's a smaller turnout, it's not going to make me upset. Right. Like, if it's just me, <laughs> that'll be fine. Because uh, rather than take Ken's PA this year, I got my 30-watt bass amp. Oh, so, yeah. You know what I mean? It's not like it's that much bigger or even really bigger. It's just a different thing that's more rugged, and yeah. I don't have to worry about it getting dirty or someone sealing it because right. it's already mine, and I've already it's already beat the fuck up. But, dude, I'm going to fucking do the same gorilla show on the back of the truck. I don't give a shit, man. <laughs> like... Whatever. If people don't want to play guitar on the back of a truck bed, that's their loss, I guess. They did last year. I have a hard time <laughs> believing, you know what I mean? Yeah. Or maybe they'll be like, hey, knock it off. Yeah. Don't do that here. we got to stay right over there, and asshole. Then, and then they'll be like, I'm a pirate. Yeah, right? I'll be like, Arr, I'm a pirate. This is pirate radio. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not like I'm going to go up and park right by the stage. Yeah. Like... <laughs> Everybody come check out the comedy show. <laughs> you know, like, fuck, man. I'm going to try to be respectful again. But I think it'll be a good time. It's it's definitely no slight to Aaron and Brandy, but I hope more people show up. Because just the three of us is not, like, a lot of time to offer if right. we do a showcase you know what I mean like yeah. even if we all do all of our material <laughs> you know what I mean that's like just do it twice okay but in the same <laughs> just repeat it like you go <laughs> you go Aaron goes Brandy goes and then you just go again like yeah back to back and then it'll be me Aaron Brandy 
Aaron, me, Brandy, Aaron, Brandy, me. Just go. You, Aaron, Brandy, Brandy, Aaron, you. Then Aaron, then me, then Brandy, then me, and then we're done. As much as I love Aaron, I'm excited to see what he, what kind of jokes he brings to the show this year. Because last year's Hippie Festival jokes mm-hmm. were maybe questionable, but at the same yeah. time, he only had so big of a repertoire. You know what I mean? Like, he only had so many jokes a year ago. Right. So this is a yeah. whole nother year of him having to write. You know what I mean? And now I'm excited to see if he tries to do the same well, exact jokes. It's not a whole, not just a whole year of writing, but it's a whole year of being on stage, too. Well, right, okay. Yeah. I mean, And not running off. And not running off. <laughs> yeah. Did he run off? Is that him or Tony? I don't remember. Oh, God, yeah. That was Aaron. <laughs> I, I felt yeah. bad about that, man. Oh, yeah. He's going to hear this. Now it's going to be a big thing. He'll be okay with it. God, I hope so. I hope he can calm it down. Maybe he'll talk about us on his podcast. Yeah. You know I'm what okay I mean? okay with that. Yeah. I'm super okay with that. I just assume that all podcasts are talking about me all the time. What else is that's there to talk I, that's about? How I live my life. Right? I mean, honestly, what else is there? <laughs> There's Casey. And then. I mean, not a lot. <laughs> not a lot, guys. And then, you know, the sun rises and sets every day. <laughs> Sunrise, <about> sunset. <laughs> Sunrise, sunset. That's copyrighted. I shouldn't have done that. <clears throat> Uh, well, you know, we got big news coming on the podcast front. In that our artwork is getting updated. Yeah. That's that's new. Um, I don't know how it all is going to work, but I'm excited. Yeah. Because it was it's free. Yeah. That's the and, price. And we saw the preliminary. Oh, yeah, dude. Just like the prototype. The prototype is super banging. <laughs> super banging. It's not a sex bot. <laughs> Don't talk to me about what isn't isn't a sex bot. At this point in my life, anything could be a sex bot. I will say that I mixed this Seagram's VO with uh, lemonade. Lemonade. That's good. It's pretty okay. Yeah, you got any? Um, It'll get you through a summer afternoon. You got any um, uh, triple sack or Quantro? I don't. Cause we could make ourselves some Lynchburgs. <laughs> yeah. Lynchburg lemonade, I feel, is honestly a great summer cocktail. Oh yeah. It's Just... tart and slightly sweet. It's got bourbon in it, so it gives that nice belly warmth, kind of a drunk, which is good in the summer because it. Makes I think it slows feel, you down. Makes the right. air feel cooler. It really kind of does, to be honest. <laughs> um, but I mean, I've been a big fan of those, but even a bigger fan of what I think Spokane should be embracing, but isn't, which is uh, like, you remember Mike's Hard Lemonade? Yes. So Mike's Hard Lemonade, when a, no self-respecting person really will drink one of those, other than like maybe one 
Because you just need something that's not a beer or like a heart. Like you just need. A, I I don't know. I'm just trying to it give just people happens, an out. Happens to be in the cooler. Right. I'm just trying to give people an out. Yeah. Right. Well, when I started at the two seven, um, they ordered a fuck ton of those on accident, and so they had a lot of them, and no one was ordering them. So they became a thing the staff would order. <laughs> Because you kind of get one for free, you know, like you're just trying to get rid of them. Right. And so what we learned, though, was that if you take a Mike's Hard Lemonade, you open it and you drink down so that it's down past the neck, and you fill the rest up with bourbon. <laughs> it's, like, like a, it's like a Lynchburg Lemonade. Yeah. And it, like, because <laughs> the liquor is so much lighter than the uh, syrupy Mike's Hard Lemonade, like, as you drink it, it just mixes itself and it's always coming in like blended right you don't just get all the bourbon right up top because the bourbon will yeah it just goes up you tip the bottle it goes yeah yeah it's fucking ingenious dude (laughs) if they sold oh they do sell them in plastic bottles that's got like that's got to be the number one river floating drink oh man i don't know about that yeah dude uh i I do (laughs) I totally know all about that. <laughs> no, I mean, how many are you going to drink on a float? Two. Be, oh, okay. I'm going to drink two. Because I think they come in the 20 ounce in the plastic bottle. Right. Two of those with like a shot or a fat shot of bourbon in each one. So three shots of bourbon and two big mics, yeah. which is more than I would have drank and before then, I did that. And then if you can remember where to get out of the river. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, there's only one place to get out of the river. Did we get out, go under a bridge? There's only <laughs> one place. And I and I, I mean, okay, look, you can get out wherever you want, I guess, technically. <laughs> but I learned this year that if you Google river float pickup, yeah. a specific place shows up in mm-hmm. Spokane. And it is a very nice place to get out when you're floating the river. It's just past TJ Meenock Bridge. Yeah. You know the one? There's even a parking lot. There is even a parking lot. And there's always people there. Sometimes to, just... To help you get up. Sometimes just living. <laughs> like there's a tent there. <laughs> like the lighthouse keepers. Yeah, the river float. dude, exactly. Except they don't have a light. And they just... No, they're just like, hey, look, this is where I live. So like, I'm not excited. Just have, <laughs> have a little respect for my campsite. <laughs> Just, you guys look here's the thing I live on s'mores I don't know they can't all be winners speaking of they can't all be winners yeah um I'm not a winner <laughs> well we all knew that you know what no, I no offense well I mean <clears throat> Let's not get all offensive. <laughs> Captain, no offense. Uh, That's one of those statements where if you have to say no, no offense, offense, you're basically you, right. you're about to say something offensive. Or you hey, look, man, no offense, no but offense. you're a real piece of shit. <laughs> right? Like, yeah. I, I get it. You're trying to do this moral high ground thing where you don't want to hurt my feelings, but like... Just do it without the false sense of saving yourself the heartache. Yeah. Just if you gotta come down on someone, 
do it like I would do it. Enjoy it. Okay? Like, I'm not saying run around being an asshole coming down on people. But every now and then, people have to be fucking put in line. Right. And there's no reason to not enjoy it. There's a reason to not, like, regale in it. Right. And gloat about it. But, like, sometimes... Rebel you, in the moment. Right. That you are that you have the high ground. Right. Just one Sometimes <laughs> you get to be fate's the arbiter of karma. Like, sometimes you get to be, like, fate's hammer. You know what I mean? Like, like uh, case in point, I was booked to do a comedy show. <laughs> right? And, and then I got really drunk and went to the club and made an asshole of myself. Right. And... And even though it took a while to come about, we all kind of knew in the back of our heads that I probably wasn't going to stay booked for that show. Right. Right? (laughs) And lo and behold, I am not booked for that comedy show anymore. Right. And and I don't believe that it was done with a sense of glee. Like, I, I think it was a practical business decision. Yeah. But it doesn't mean you couldn't enjoy making a practical business decision. Right. Being like, that guy was an asshole that time, so this feels good. No, you can't do that thing. You you get a chance later. It's like, look, man, you're an asshole. Right. Like, it's fine. And it should feel, it shouldn't, like, you shouldn't feel bad that you feel okay doing it. Like, that's fine. Like, sometimes you get to be the person that's like, hey, man, guess what? I get to be the one to tell you, you have to learn a lesson. That's a fun thing to tell people sometimes. It's like, Hey man, like, look, I've learned this lesson. I want you to learn this lesson, and here's how you go about doing it. Right. You can't be on that show, just, yeah. Which is fine. Yeah. It just you know, like, if I had learned nothing, I'd be bummed about it right now. I'd be making a big fit about like, oh, I can't believe. It. But 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 that would have meant that at no point after being an asshole did I think. Right. Oh, well, I bet that will impact things. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. dude, how, how fucking self-absorbed would you have to be? To, like, Somehow even to more not, than I to am. To not expect that in the back of your mind. Right, to just not even be vaguely aware of the idea that, oh, that's probably going to go away. Huh? Right. <laughs> I was always really right. stoked it hadn't. You know what I mean? I was riding that line where I was like, yeah, fingers crossed, bro. I might make it. I mean, I'm glad that it wasn't the message wasn't delivered to me the night before. Right. That'd be a bummer. Yeah. But just because it had taken that long, when then you feel like, oh, I'm not important. I really <laughs> did fuck up. That they had to wait till the day before and go. Oh shit! Oh, shit. We got to get that, that asshole guy. off the show. <laughs> at least, uh, at least I'm proactive. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but that's a long roundabout way of saying I won't be on the Hammer Time show <laughs> June 23rd um, and that's fine yeah you know they're gonna do more of them everyone's okay with it uh, yeah seems like yeah you know like I'm I would love to do it yeah but you know it was it, it was vaguely hinted at that there might be an opportunity again if you can just Make it through the just probate. Just hold it together, man. Yeah, man, just hold it together, and you'll probably get to do it. <laughs> Which is, like, the greatest thing. They're just like, we all believe in you, <laughs> okay? Yeah. We just need you like, to you, do it. You are not an asshole. You are just being an 
Right. Prove to us that you are not an asshole. That you were just being that an asshole. A, yeah. Right? Prove to us that's not who you are. It was just that moment in right. time. Right. It got away it from me. It got away from me. And and, and it, I, it's a real bummer because anyone that knows me knows that I love drinking. <laughs> drinking is fun. It is. It's, it's awesome. But... Your relationship to alcohol is not removed from your relationship to cannabis. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, unfortunately, the two are synergistic. Right. You know what I mean? Like One uh, enhances the other. Yeah. yeah. Alcohol increases THC absorption in the bloodstream. Right. So the more drunk you are, the more the THC is going to get you. And the problem with that is that alcohol is a depressant, and cannabis is kind of a depressant, if not fully. Right. And alcohol fucks your brain, in a way, mm-hmm. and cannabis is like a neuroprotectant. And so, in that sense, it, it says, hey, your brain's getting really fucked up by this booze, we're just going to start powering it down, putting it into yeah. hibernation mode for you, <laughs> so that it will be better. And that like, sounds cool it's until like a, you like a submarine movie when they start running on silent. Exactly. And the red lights on. <laughs> exactly. Right. Don't. Don't. Here's what we're gonna do. Don't agitate him. Right. <laughs> and that's what you're doing. But the problem is, is that by the time that you're running on silent, you're also running in blackout. <laughs> the torpedoes already been fired. Right, dude. Like. By the time that your brain has initiated silent running, you also turned off the sonar, and you're you're just yeah. you're just blindly you just, yeah, piloting just, around the ocean. You're, sure, you're being silent. Before like, you know it, you run into the rock at Gibraltar. Right, exactly, because you just have no idea where you're going. Now, that's not to say that there isn't a 22 year old out here listening to this who can smoke, you know, yards of dabs. And pound a bottle of whiskey and be totally cognizant. Yeah. But I'm but not 22. As you, as you age, those abilities they diminish, go down dude. Quickly, they too. do. <laughs> and and to be honest, you can retain them, but the amount of training that's necessary is so right. so arduous. Like if you really wanted to be a person in his mid 30s that could drink like a 21 year old, like you'd like have to, be to an alcoholic. right? You'd have to be a fucking alcoholic dude and I don't I don't I just think I mean that generally across the board like who that drinks drinks more at 33 than 21 right very few people as far as as far as the practical applications of drinking that I'm aware of I mean it's just hard dude and you're right like I'm at a point now where like if I have two beers and I don't immediately have another beer I am done like two beers is the absolute like threshold. Where I'm yeah. like, it, when I, I'm like, I remember being in the, my early twenties, and having people like hearing people say that like I just have one or two drinks to relax, mm-hmm. and going, wait, how do you not want to go out and party? Yeah, I don't get after it. After two drinks, so you have two drinks. And now I'm like, that sounds kind of awesome. Dude, two drinks, if you can do it, if you can if you can resist the urge to have those next drinks, you know what I mean? Like yeah. 
But if you can go to the store and buy just like two beers, that's a night. You're done if you don't <laughs> leave the house. If you can stay in after oh, that yeah. second beer, about 30 minutes after you finish it, the, the old eyelids get pretty heavy. Yeah. Again, Aaron Weir, this has nothing to do with you for eight years. <laughs> I can't. You spry little fuck. I can't even make it through a movie if I'm in that zone. Really? Oh, yeah. Well, especially not now that the seats are all recliner mode. Like, let's talk about what I don't think is an improvement to the theater. Okay, I'm not saying Set less that... people in. Right. So, so you're having a problem yeah. making a profit as it is, and now you redesigned redefi- your theaters so they fit fewer people. Right. So that when I go to Star Wars or a movie, where honestly, as a moviegoer, I think a fair amount of us enjoy a packed house. Like, for, like, a premiere or, like, a bigger yeah, for movie. Certain, for certain movies, yes. Right. Like, I don't want to go yeah. to a romantic comedy where it's a packed house. <laughs> I don't want to go to one annoying. anyway. That sounds annoying. Right. But, like, Star Wars, I was stoked that it was, like, I got the last seat in the showing I went to. Right. Yeah, that was fine because I want to see that in that full house environment. Yeah. And for us to all have our own Barca lounger with a fucking, like... Yeah. infinite recline setting I'm just like this is cool but like I would rather have like six more people in this aisle and be kind of like right. like Asian subway crammed in there and be like oh, where you're not really talking but you're looking around to see if other people are having the same reaction to what's going on in the scene you're like yeah. <laughs> the first time I went actually the first few times I went to a movie after they changed the seating Sleep? I, uh, no. Oh. I didn't realize where the recliner button was. <laughs> <laughs> and I was just sitting there. It was, uh, it was Creed. I was watching Creed. And all of a sudden the recliner just started going, and I didn't realize that my elbow was hitting it. Yeah, I know exactly what <laughs> And I was like, what the fuck? What the fuck? And then I was like trying to get it to go down with my legs. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't know that it was automatic. I was, yeah. just thought it was like reacting to my weight or something. Dude, for sure. So I just yeah. left... After the movie, I just left it reclined because I didn't know how to put it back. <laughs> awesome. Dude, I've been trying to go to, like, um, two movies a month recently. I want to go to one a week. But it's been a while since I've been to the theater, actually. May I make a recommendation? Sure. Um, weekend... Matinee. Oh yeah, I use that's usually the only time I'll go is on Sunday. On Sunday before, before noon, yeah. or like whatever the first showing is, dude. Yeah. <coughs> because it's still five bucks plus tax. Yeah. For the standard definition, it's the standard movie presentation, which I don't want to be a curmudgeon. It's not that I don't like three D. It's just that I wear glasses. So yeah. to. Put another pair of glasses on my glasses. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's just a yeah. lot. And I know I could wear contacts, but it turns out there's a way you're supposed to wear contacts, and I didn't know that. There's, like, a duration of time that you're not supposed to exceed. And I didn't yeah. know that, so I fucking pushed the envelope my whole life, and now my eyes just re- react poorly to when I put my contacts in. Like, they get dry instantaneously. Uh. And I can use eye drops, but it's like two hours max I can handle with contacts in. Uh. So I don't need to see like Guardians of the Galaxy in 3D. 
that right. bad. Yeah. Because I thought that movie was great. Not in 3D. I'm sure it adds something. Honestly, I can't wait for VR movies. Like in a way, I think that'll be a cool thing. Right. Yeah. But, but that's a whole that's a whole another thing. I just like right now standard definition still totally works for me. Especially when I'm sitting in like the giant reclino chair, <laughs> like it's uh, it's all great. I have no issues. And for five bucks plus tax, totally. That's what we paid in high school mm-hmm. because we had a student ID. That's what when they opened that theater. That's what I paid. Which like to be weird and nostalgic, like honestly, like sixteen, seven, seventeen years ago. Yeah, I remember the standard rate was like six bucks. Yeah, it went up. Yeah. But yeah, like dude. So to go there now and see a movie for five fucking dollars, dude, I feel like that's awesome. And I feel like that's not like a privilege, but I'm like right. stoked that they, they they concede that they're, they'd rather like, well, we'd rather make 35 bucks on the showing than zero. <laughs> the movie's going to be rolling anyway. Right. So we <laughs> might as well let some assholes in. You know, God forbid a, a, like a family that doesn't have a lot of money could take their kids to a movie for less than $70. Yeah, to get up early. Right. You just have to be there. It's not before, even early. No, before yeah. noon. It's only early to people that drink. You know what I mean? Like, people that don't even drink. That, even that, though, I drink. I wake up at 9 o'clock in the morning if I drink. If I, like, had a heavy night of drinking. I can still do yeah, that. Yeah, you still can, but you're a napper. That's true. And it's kind of my normal schedule anyway. Right. But the motivation to, like, what am I, if I go out drinking at night, mm-hmm. the next day, what am I going to do? I'm going to wake up, probably put a movie in, or, like, watch TV. Right. So it's, like, the only... The only difference is I have to leave the house to go, to go there. House. But that recliner is probably more comfortable than any seat in my house. I, looking at the seats in your house right now, I can attest to <laughs> yeah. that because you guys have some <laughs> fucking depressing, <laughs> fucking general conscious. seating situations, dude. Like, honestly, like that bench right there—if you put a good thing on the it, the bench is more comfortable than the futon or the sofa. I fully buy it. The bench without a cushion looks more comfortable than the futon. <laughs> that futon looks like someone bought it when they moved to Pullman. <laughs> And and like and here yeah. we are twelve years later and they still have that same futon <laughs> mattress on it. This futon mattress is like the futon mattress old, is concave. Yeah, it's like when you see an old fat guy. Yeah. And he's wearing the same size pants he wore in high school, but they just keep creeping down. down uh, you know, they also get wider too. Like what happens is you blow the waist out so far that it has no choice but to creep down. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like not everybody understands how fat bodies push out clothes, and <laughs> not that this needs to be the podcast to explain it to them, but it could be. Oh, oh, dude, the fat guess, bodies podcast. guess what? I'm fucking throwing down, dude. So I haven't quite uh, not worked at the restaurant for a year. It'll be a, in September. It'll be a year at the farm. A year since I've worked at a restaurant. Uh-huh. There's no way I'm not down 30 pounds at the end of that year. Oh, yeah. I'm already back to my license weight. <laughs> like, I hit my I hit my license weight. Like, the weight that you put on your license where you're like, eh, that was good a little bit ago. <laughs> I hit my fucking license weight, dude. And I was like, what did I have to do? To, 
What did I have to do to achieve license weight? Uh, just not work in a tiny box. Right, and You're and then and then the what I had to do to like, I lost twenty pounds immediately after I quit the kitchen. Mm-hmm. That last ten, you know what I had to do? I had to go. You know, you can probably only have a family-sized bag of potato chips once a week. <laughs> It'll last you. No, no, it won't last at all. No, knowing full well that I'm going to eat the whole bag as soon as I open it. But you can only have one a week. You can't just fucking have... That's not a snack for a regular person. It's not a side dish. Right, that's something that someone who hates themselves does to them. Right. Like, because you're like... Like, that's that's what that screams for when you step back and look at the behavior. Now, look... Binge eating as a thing is yeah, that's whatever, right? But to, but to be doing it all the fucking goddamn time, it's yeah. like have some fucking self-respect. Space it out. Have some fucking <laughs> self-respect. You know what I mean? Yeah. No fucking wonder you don't get a third date on Tinder. <laughs> <laughs> Did I be crushing first and second dates on Tinder? I don't even. Is it you just take have those dates online, or do you actually go? No, 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 no. Stuff? I mean, I can get. I am like the king of getting first and second dates, <laughs> but not third. Do they keep stats for that? They <laughs> should. If they did, I would be the absolute king of it. <laughs> I can meet and charm any woman twice. It's just. But when it comes to a period of time, and they're like. Ooh, am I gonna have sex with them? No, I'm not gonna have sex with them. I just the the deal closing yeah, still fucking that. eludes, dude. Gotta get over the hump, so to right, speak. so to speak. That's why I was really looking forward to that show because I went to go get my sunglasses from Costco, and I had that was the day I hit my license plate, and I went in there and I had like I was just brimming, and I went in there and I got these my fucking sunglasses and all this and I had all three of those chicks laughing and twirling their hair and shit and I was like don't you worry ladies I'll be back in a couple days with tickets to that show for you and all this shit dude (laughs) oh no (laughs) so now I gotta go take them tickets and be like hey guys here's the thing I'm not I'm not on that show (laughs) but if you want to see how funny I am I'll take you on two dates Big Papa got a little too drunk. (laughs) (laughs) Snap. What time is it? 5.36. This is perfect. I'm getting a haircut today, dude. I'm really excited. Yeah, I have the... The the Friar Tuck hair thing that I just refuse to concede, <laughs> if that makes sense. You know, I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm not giving up what still grows on right. its own on the top. Yeah, I'm not going to shave it off and keep you're it down. Gonna, you're not going to volunteer that right. to the Lord. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah. But the Friar Tuck band, like that part of my hair, it never stops. It crushes like the back of my it's head and the sides. They're still control. going like <laughs> as if I was 19, dude. They never quit. And that means you're committed to that one haircut. Right. Short, like short dude hair. That's what you can have as a balding guy. (laughs) That's your haircut. And it's like the easiest haircut in the world, right? So I don't want to spend money on it. Yeah. 
You know what I mean? And now that my ex-fiance is a certified, like, uh, hair cutter person, yeah, I'm like, man, I get free haircuts for this in my life. You just call her up and you're like, hey, do you want to practice that I'm just one like, haircut again? Yeah, exactly, dude. <laughs> I'm just like, hey, I need a haircut. And she's like, well, I can do it on Tuesday or whatever. I'm like, great, cool. <laughs> no problem, I'll be there. <laughs> because it's like... Uh, haircuts are one of those things you should have had worked out with your friends. You know, we all know people that cut hair. Right. Everybody knows someone who cuts hair. Yeah. At least on the side. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. just work it out with your friends. Like, paying all this money to go to these salons and shit, dude. It's so ridiculous. I mean, I'll pay it. Uh, but my stylist knows that I go... I let it go an extra couple of weeks. So that because it... Because I'm paying. Right. And because, like, with my hair, it doesn't matter. No. It just looks... You can only have the one haircut. It curls up more. Nobody, <laughs> Nobody knows it's longer. You can't really tell that it's got longer. You though. should go full-on redhead curly fro, dude. I will usually let it go that far to the point where it's like, okay. Where if you tease like, it out, it would be silly. Oh, it looks crazy in the morning. Really? Like, <laughs> so do you slick it down? I mean, are you using, like, soul glow or whatever? Uh, no, I condition. I can. T- <laughs> and then you I do use. Do you using coconut oil for that, or what are you using, bro? <laughs> it's a hermectant, uh, or whatever you call it. I don't know. I don't know either. Cool. And I put a product in it. I need to start using product too. It's. It's true. I realized it the other day. Uh, your hairstylist told me a while ago that I should do it, and I was like, why? I have the same short dude haircut that all balding men have. You know why you should do it? Because it keeps the frizzies down. And girls notice. Yeah, and girls notice. Which to me is a reason to not do things. I know. Pick your battles. No, dude, trust me, I did all battles. I pick all battles. I'm just over here being like... I pick my battles, I just pick... All, all the battles. Like, I pick all the battles. How do I choose? I'll just pick them all. Right. <laughs> choose your battles. Oh, is there I an all? Select all. all. I want all battles, please. Yeah. It's like you're on the prices, right? Yeah. Guessing, guessing the thing, you're like, $50 million. <laughs> What's the gross domestic product of Bolivia, Bob? $98.7 million. <laughs> He's like, it's toothpaste. $98.7! Well, we should talk about that. What, the price is right? No, what I just did. Oh, yeah. Oh! The weeds get into your acid reflux, too? No. Seconds in water? There's... So... When you smoke a ton of herb... One of the things you rarely consider is how you smoke that ton of herb. You know what I mean? Like, like the the actual mechanical operation of smoking the herb. Like, what is the best right. way to do it? Right. You know, like, should you hold it in? Should you not? Should you take a giant hit? Should you take small hits? Like, what what is the fucking physical best way to smoke weed? Right. 
right? Well, there's... Holding it in for too long, that's roundly disproven. You absorb what you're going to absorb in the first two to three, maybe four seconds, five seconds to the max. Yeah. So holding it in until you... <clears throat> that's dumb. Don't do that. <laughs> <clears throat> but a big one that people don't think about is um, speaking while they're exhaling smoke. <laughs> Seriously. Your vocal yeah. cords were not meant to deal with smoke. Right. And you know that anytime you're around too much campfire smoke, or if you're in a house fire or something, like yeah. it fucks your voice up hard. If you're trying to sing in a house fire. Right. Yeah. No, but there's there's that raspy blues voice for people that sing a lot in smoky environments or sing while they're smoking. The, yeah, they, they got the cigarette hanging out. Right. So what ends up happening is that smoke, even though it's coming through the bubbler, right, mm-hmm. it's still pretty warm as it's coming into your lungs and back out and it's way hotter than any other air that would ever pass over your vocal cords and so when you speak and your vocal cords clap and it's full of that hot ass smoke you are fucking damaging the shit out of your vocal cords and people don't think about your vocal cords as like a weird mechanical part of your body there's flaps of skin in your throat that bang together and your mouth shapes those sounds into words. <laughs> like, that's what's happening. Yeah. And you don't think about that. Because why would you ever right. think of that? But if you exhale smoke while you're speaking or singing, you're really, really hurting your vocal cords to the extent that you can cause irreparable damage. Yeah. You can, not that you will, but you can. It's like if you it's yell too loud for too long, like, you can fucking yeah. throw your voice out. Yeah. Like, uh, Sarah Barrington, when she was in the Terrible Buttons, before yeah. she was in Mama Doll, had to take a hiatus from singing because she sang so hard and with so much passion that she threw her voice. Like, yeah. she, like she fucked up her vocal cords and had to have rest for them because she just was into it, like, so hard. Right. You know what I mean? Like, it's a thing that can happen. They're a weird, precious thing in our body that we would take super, super, super duper for granted. And all you have to do is just not yeah. speak while you're blowing it's your head out. It's like, you're not going to bang one out in a smoke-filled room in a house fire. No. Because it'll just dry everything out. <laughs> <Yeah>, Touche. <laughs> permanent permanent damage, damage could happen. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Oh, Marcus is here. All right, guys. So uh, the art department just showed up. So we're gonna <laughs> end it. Bunch of some burgers. He oh. brought burgers because he knew we'd want the hamburgers. <laughs> Casey, what do you got to plug? Uh, I just got a couple things. I'll be. I will be in Bend, Oregon, this coming Saturday, June eighteenth, at the Volcanic Theater wow. Pub. Uh, I'll be there with Jared Munson and Michael Gladsmeyer, so if you live in Bend, or more importantly, if you know people that live there, tell them to come out. It'll be it'll be a real fun time. Sounds like a good time. Uh, and then June 29th, I'll be at the Big Dipper for uh, Great Ideas Spokane today. Okay. It's like a TED Talk parody show. Cool. So come check that out, and then be my friend on Facebook. I might twit- tweet at some point. So at Casey underscore at strain. Casey underscore strain. Love it. And come to get fire yourself in two weeks. 
Cool. On a Thursday at 10. I got nothing to promote. <laughs> All my social medias are Sh- at ShimShammy. S-H-I-M-S-H-A-M-M-I-E. If you have questions, comments, or concerns for the podcast, email us at weedandwhiskeyspokane at gmail.com. Look us up at weedandwhiskeyspokane on Instagram. Yeah. And... We have a Twitter. It's Weed and Whiskey One, because fuck that jerk. Yeah, with their Weed that and Whiskey jerk, Twitter. That jerk lady. <laughs> All right, we're about to make the website look better, so yeah. you guys will love it. It'll be great. It's it's awesome.